You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 always is the phone number. If you want to jump in on the show with us this morning, Twitter accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. And you can take us with you anywhere you go. Yes, Noah. You can also message us on the app if you want to send us. We will check. And how do you do that? Tell them how to do that. Yeah. So if you download the app in the upper right corner, there's a little chat icon. Okay. You just click on that. You have to put your email in, and then we'll see your message right over here. Why All right. So if you want to message questions, you want to message, tell us how bad or good we are, uh, then you can do it right there on the app. So thank you for that. Also, you can listen to us on 1230 A-M-W-T-B-C. I want to give a shout-out to Kerry Clark. He took care of us on Friday. Uh, So my travels are over. Basketball practice uh, for me starts uh, today. Uh, We've been able to practice two hours a week, but now we can go uh, pretty much as much as we want. So we'll get going today at 2.30. Anybody ever wants to come out and watch us practice, I'll be happy to uh, just shoot me a text, whatever. I can let you know what's going on. Uh, that particular day. Before we get started, though, I want to tell you, of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you, and always remember if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. With that being said, uh, Noah and Wyatt, uh, another blue plate special in the books. Ching, ching, five and two. Uh, so Chuck Norwood and the Remax team down in Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, should be happy. Uh, so congratulations, Dad. I know you were worried, but that's what blue, that's what the lines are. Usually they can flip right at the end, and you held on uh, for dear life there. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. Uh, you're right. Uh, it was close. It wasn't a very good pick, I don't think, because uh, North Carolina pick. doesn't guard anybody. But... Um, the LSU, the LSU game would probably been better as we talked about a little bit. So anyway, five and two, and I'm sure Chuck and them are satisfied with that. Rangers beat the Astros two to zip uh, last night. The Bills beat the Giants fourteen to nine. Uh, two of them's team Miami beat uh, Bryce and them, uh, and they had a little talk after the game. Uh, actually, Charlotte got up fourteen to nothing, and Miami came back and clawed them pretty good. Jalen Hurts threw an interception. Uh, and uh, Philadelphia lost their first game last night, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Brock Bowers has a turned ankle, which is not good. Uh, the x-ray did not show what came out negative, but uh, that's a big miss uh, or hurt for for the uh, University of Georgia. 
Uh, Indiana got a very fine player uh, who played out. He's from Texas, but played at Academy in, in basketball, Lyme McNeely. Uh, so they were thrilled about that. Uh, I got a note last night from Mike Nordholz about uh, Reagan Clark, who was the manager and helped us so much at the university when I was there. They named the, the stadium, Ohatchee Stadium, after Reagan. He was, he's been passed away. Bill Clark's uh, dad, uh, Bill, had a lot of nice things to say about him. I'm try to get Bill on for just 10 or 15 minutes this week sometime. Uh, I think that would be interesting to do. Uh, Louisville, Louisville and uh, USC got killed by Notre Dame. Or Oregon's out. Uh, I don't know what Dan Lanning was doing. I didn't understand. He, he pulled a, he pulled a, Lane sort of what Kiffin. Ole Miss does, yeah. Lane Kiffin, and what yeah. I, I felt like, and it's kind of silly on that one. Um, you'll be, of course, Alabama-Tennessee game, Barry, and I'll talk about the Arkansas game. You're happy for you to call in. Uh, other games that uh, come to your attention, if you haven't looked, is um, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Duke and Florida State, Texas and Houston, and uh, USC, uh, Central Florida at Oklahoma. Uh, so it should, I don't know if I mentioned, I don't think I mentioned Andy Bean, who nobody knows but me, but Andy Bean was a great golfer from Florida. He passed away, big, big guy, won a lot, and uh, was a terrific golfer. We'll talk about him, I'm sure, a little bit maybe with Doug at the top of the, at uh, the 815. And last but not least, uh, the Iowa ladies had the largest attendance in ladies basketball uh, when they had 55,646 in the, in the ladies game. They worked very hard to get that done, sort of the way they did uh, uh, the ladies did the other, other, other day at a volleyball game. So anyway, that's uh, about it. And um, we'll talk and invite your calls. You can tell us anything you want to tell us or what happened in the games that you felt. Heck of a game. Arkansas played awfully hard, played well, and and Alabama just played good enough to win. Yeah, that's kind of what we called it. Uh, I don't, I don't, don't want to say Alabama wasn't ready. Eleven o'clock, they played really well the first half, but this didn't sustain it. They just continue to make so many mental errors. At the end of the game, they're trying to run the clock out. Guy jumps offside. Finally, I think Coach Saban's has tried to be patient with this team. I think it's a young team. He's and, and finally he's had enough. At the end, Larry, when that guy jumps offside, you're trying to run the clock out. Uh he just lost it. Uh and I felt like he uh I mean, even going to midfield uh to shake hands with the Arkansas coach, he was hot. Uh it's just Mental error after mental error on on false starting. And that, there's no crowd problem in there. You're at home. Uh, these mental errors are very frustrating to him, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think they are, and it just doesn't. It just ruins the ruins the flow of your team. I think more than anything else, you get a flow going, and certainly they need the flow going offensively. Uh, and they just they don't have that. We have a. We have three teams in the West who have not won a game. Arkansas, I think that's right, Arkansas, Auburn, and Mississippi State. And uh, only one team in the East who's not won one, Vanderbilt. So um, the league is pretty well balanced at the bottom. I'm not sure, but you're right. It, it, it's almost like, yeah, yeah, it's like when you're playing a basketball game and you're up 15 or 20, then the last three or four minutes you turn it over, turn it over, take bad shots, do dumb things, and you end up winning by 
six. Yeah, you won, but you want to win the right way and feel good about it. He didn't. I don't think he felt good about the way that game ended, did he? But they did. Yeah, they won the game, but he knows down the road if you do that against LSU, you're going to lose. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you know, LSU is. Uh, you know, had a good win there. And Auburn came in and played pretty hard and, and, and make a, made a game out of it for a while, tried to. But, uh, um, yeah, those the errors that that Alabama continues to make is is mind-boggling. And I, I'll tell you, folks, um, Barry and I were talking about it last night. He was mentioning that the quarterback probably wasn't quite as good at Tennessee, and he's probably correct. I'm going to tell you one thing about Tennessee. Tennessee's better defensively. Now, I know they play harder, and the home court advantage, home field advantage is at Texas A&M, and, and when they were there, A&M played hard, and Tennessee played harder when they were at Neyland Stadium, and they've got a darn good team. But their defense is better. They're going to play and get after you pretty hard. I don't think they, I don't think they throw it as well, but uh, they'll be hard to beat. I want to ask you this, and then we got a couple of calls coming in. This transfer portal, these guys that, you know, when you get a new job, I, I don't know that I, I think people thought Dion was doing all the great, the right thing, and he got his son. I'm not saying that, and bringing in what sixty transfers, and uh, yeah, they won a couple of games, but they're they're going to end up with a losing record, lose a twenty nine nothing lead. Even Auburn, they went heavy in the portal. I think it's going to backfire on these teams unless you're just ruthless and you bring all these guys in dad so if Auburn I don't know how many they brought in now once they transfer once you're kind of stuck with them unless you're going to run them off from college football because they can't transfer again so I think sometimes you just got to say you know what we're going to have a little little limited roster uh, this year I don't want to just take a bunch of guys to take them and that's kind of looks like what Auburn did their talent level is not much better honestly, than what it was last year. In Colorado, yeah, they were good enough to win three games. They beat a TCU team. They beat a Nebraska team. But they blew a 29 nothing lead. Now you've got 60 guys in there. And I don't know how many of those guys are senior. And now you got to figure out what are you going to do with those guys. Now when you tell them they got to go, they got nowhere to go because they're stuck because of the new rules. I think this may backfire on these teams. Well, I, I think it can. You, you certainly, uh, you're trying to, to fill your team up with people. And your assistant coaches are out there trying to find out the abilities of the guy both on and off the field. And sometimes they're, they're you know, they feel like if they're a defensive guy, they're trying to get a defensive guy in there just opposite. And it's a, it's a tough deal. So I, I think you're right. I think you can end up loaded with people who can't play. And now with transfer poor the way it is, you can't get rid of them. Yeah, so, you know, most of the time these guys are transferring for a reason because they probably weren't good enough. Now, there are certain circumstances, uh, why I catch that, certain circumstances where they do transfer like a Shador Sanders, and they're going up, and they have proven it. Most of the time, these guys got some issues. I've got some calls coming. Let's go ahead and break, and then we can get to these guys. I don't want to cut them short. short. We got Tom and Joe. And I believe Joe did tell us, Dad, he's always big on telling us when we're wrong. He did tell us Hugh Freeze was going to win at LSU. I do think he's been telling us stuff throughout the year, so we'll see if he remembers uh, that. Two-minute truck at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need. To make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today. 205-247-5050. It is two men in a truck. Movers who care. 
Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have a wreck reported on 2059 westbound at 359. You may experience some minor delays. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Here's your chance to save two, four, up to $8,000 instant savings on new in-stock vehicles at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. Joran Vandersloot is expected to appear in federal court in Birmingham for a plea and sentencing hearing on extortion charges Wednesday. Vandersloot is the leading suspect of the disappearance of Mountain Brook teenager Natalie Holloway in Aruba in 2005. But the charges he faces are for allegedly taking money from Holloway's mother in exchange for information about the teenager's disappearance. Information he never provided. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news. Don Hartley Townsquare Media Tuscaloosa. Hey, Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cool, breezy day today with a partly sunny sky, the high 62. Tonight, fair with the low at 44. Or tomorrow and Wednesday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 67, the high Wednesday at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 45 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood, pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find dealer closest to you. We'll get to Yellowwood hotline now and get to uh, Tom. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, babe. Welcome back. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all? Right, it's good okay, to be back. You? Doing a radio show off a computer is terrible, and I'm terrible at it. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't bad, though. Yeah, it, it was bad. bad. It was bad. But anyway, Dad took care of it. I got to listen to him. Uh, he does a good job, yeah. too. I get to sit back, yeah, back he really li- did. listen we to him interview people. So, uh, hi, what you got this morning? Yeah, well, I was going to bring up something uh, that I thought you might be interested in that I found out. and uh, But uh, White told me y'all already knew it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I found out or read this weekend where Aaron Rodgers and uh, Coach Saban, they get a million dollars for doing that show on Thursday. I didn't know that. Each? Yeah, one million. Wow, I think I'd do it too. He's got to furnish that yeah, house in yeah. Jupiter. When I saw that, I thought, well, you know what? As stupid as McAfee is, you know, I'd go on there for a million. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me as much money as ESPN is claiming they're losing, they paid Nick Saban $1 million to be on there for 15 minutes every Thursday? Who's he with? Pat McAfee. Oh. Well, if he's getting a million, that's worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much? I wonder what they make on the uh, what he and what's his name make on on the the ad that they do together. Aflac. He and Dion. Yeah. Oh, that's up there. I bet that's a million. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, insurance company. You know they got deep deep pockets. Uh, but anyway, I was calling in. Uh, to, to tell that. And I, I didn't want to be long. I didn't know Joe was calling in because I always like his phone calls. And uh, and I wasn't going to stay long. But, hey, you know, you're talking about the transfer portal and the possibility of it backfiring on you. Yeah. Well, we got an, we got an example of that. And uh, when Max uh, comes on, it, it, you might could bring this up and ask him uh, because I think he would remember this. You know, Coach Jackie Sherrill, 
when he was at uh, Mississippi State, he relied real heavily on uh, junior college players. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, everybody was saying, okay, you keep doing that, you're going to get in trouble. That was part of the conversation. And and because you're not developing, you're, you're going out and you're getting these people and bringing them in, and uh, it's going to give you problems. Now, I don't understand all the ins and outs because I'm a John Q fan. I don't know crap anyway. And uh, But I do remember that conversation. I thought maybe Max may be able to enlighten you on that subject you brought up. Well, the, what I'm talking about is, you know, you used to, if you transferred, unless you had one in the pill, you had to sit out a year. So they took that away. So now you can transfer. So all these guys get in the portal. Colorado's sitting there trying to get a roster and Auburn. So they start taking guys. Well, the second time you transfer, you have to sit out a year. So now these guys are already have one transfer, so they're not going to want to leave again, but they're probably, right. some of them are probably aren't good enough. They're probably the yeah. tra- transfer portal for a reason. Now you got to go in there and tell that kid he's got to go and he's not going to have any right. options uh, because they're not going to want that guy for two years uh, to get one year out of him. And he's probably, yeah, we're, we're, yeah so you're going to end up either having to be in ruthless and running a bunch of guys off, pretty much ending their college football careers, or you're going to hang on to guys that can't play. So That cost you your job. Yeah. That cost you your job because they can't play. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, and, and But you know what? We're saying different, different situations, but the same result uh, with the junior college thing with Coach Cheryl. But anyway, I thought I'd bring that up and uh, – Add to the conversation. I'm going to get out because I want to hear what Joe's got to say. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. All right, back up the Yellowwood Hotline. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. I like my crow. Well done. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah. Guys, before the season started, when I called y'all about you know the Auburn deal and this pick one, mm-hmm. I, I was looking at that schedule and that open date right before that game. Mm-hmm. And then LSU comes out against Florida State and bombs, and then, you know, and then all they played Georgia so good. And did y'all? I don't know if y'all picked up on it last week or not. More talking heads were coming over there too, and almost everybody was saying that LSU wouldn't cover. I mean, they not were me. all on there. You were listening to this show. I was saying well, take LSU minus eleven all day long. But, Barry, you've been drinking the Kool-Aid so long, you drunk on it, man. You know that. LSU's going to win the West. Well, that's what I was fixing to ask you. Here's my question, guys. <laughs> if Georgia plays LSU this week, who wins? That? Where's the going? It's going to where they play. It's going to me where they play. Well, let's just say right now, Will, let's just put it this way. It's the SEC championship. Who wins? And in Georgia. Georgia. Barry? LSU? I'm going with LSU, too. Yeah. Sure am. I'm going with LSU. Now, here's the question. I guess we both admit, we all three of us have just said that LSU's going to beat Alabama. Is Tennessee going to beat Alabama? Right. I think they've got a good shot. I don't. I do. Wimp. Are you, are you telling me, are y'all telling me that the line is 10? Yeah. Nine and a half. I think it's opened at 10, yeah. And ESPN's got them 76.3% to win the game. But, Wimp, you saw that game I saw Saturday. This is going to be the quickest defense we have faced all well, year. You're going to play You're going to play hard when you, because the home field advantage is not at Alabama. 
home field advantage for these teams are at A and M and Tennessee. Both of them have great, great home court, home home field advantages, and they play hard. Now, whether Tennessee will come in here and play as hard as they did at home, probably not, not may not. But Tennessee's better defensively. They're going to play. Uh, uh, Barry's probably right about the quarterback. I wouldn't argue that at all. But uh, I just think it, it was a different Tennessee team that I saw the other day. I thought uh, maybe he got their attention after the Florida game or something. But I think, I think nine and a half, I didn't know what well, it was. Don't y'all think Nick Saban's got a lot of pride? Don't y'all think? Well, yeah. that, don't y'all think that he got embarrassed last year up in Knoxville? That he has been working on this offense to to stop this offense yeah, he for three hundred sixty five <laughs> days. He looked at what Florida has done to it. Uh, their defense is so good. Uh, Alabama's defense is really good. I sure think is. Alabama's going. I think they're going to cover that nine and a half or ten. Okay. So, well, I'm glad it's going to be a low scoring game because Tennessee is leading the conference in rushing yardage, and we couldn't get. 60-something on A&M, and they had 230-something yards rushing. I'll tell you A&M. what, uh, Jalen Milrow will stay in there and take a hit and get and deliver a pass. Uh, they, that kid gets beat to death. He go, they're going to get him hurt. He's going to have to get out of there and start running for his life, Joe. He stays in there, and he'll throw it with a guy coming right at him, and he'll complete it. Man, he takes some shots, doesn't he? Oh, well, look at LSU's quarterback, Barry. Yeah. They even show him. They take him and show him. He'll run with the football and get just scissored, I mean, by two guys at one time. And so what you're, like saying, what you're saying on this show, Joe, is that there's no, not any doubt whatsoever that the winner in Atlanta will be in the Final Four. The winner in Atlanta will be in the Final Four. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean, right now, would you Oregon? Right now, Oregon, I'm and, Tex, that, Oregon and Texas look Oregon, better than Alabama. Or Oregon is good. They they played stupid. Yeah. But you got you got Louisville and Oregon and USC gone, and then you've yeah. got Penn State and Ohio State. And I'm telling you, who's good is Michigan. Oh, oh yes, Joe, you're up, and you got it fourth and three on the 47 with two minutes and 11 seconds to go. Why are you going for that if you're Dan Lanny? Punt the ball. Punt it. Well, he admitted afterwards. Yeah, yeah he did. The game. He should he have, too. <laughs> he needed to. I lost the game is what he yeah. said. And yeah. he yeah. That field goal kicker could have made that. He, didn't, he looked nervous over that. I didn't think he was going to make that kick. He looked nervous. So, Wimp, is this the year that the SEC – doesn't get anybody. No, I don't know that it is, but I, I think right now it's, it's it's close. Michigan's so darn good. Um, you can't put, you know, Oregon got themselves out, and Washington is certainly, you know, two got two teams that right now are, are, are capable. You know, they they may get in. I just I just brought it up just to kind of stir up stuff, but. Uh, um, well, you've been reading the same stuff I've been reading, and you've been seeing it. Yeah, I mean it's obvious. Uh, it's just if Georgia loses, Georgia could lose to Tennessee. Ole Miss is capable of giving them a good game right now. And like you said, this kid's ankle, this kid's got to think about his future. Yeah, you can't play with a bummed ankle. I don't care if it is not fractured. He, it, that ankle stuff is a killer for you, boy. Make especially making your your pass route. Well, Barry, this is uh, this is Wimp's week. You know, he's got uh, Auburn beating Ole Miss. He's got him at home, so. And of course, you but got I'm that mighty argument. I'm listening to everybody, you know, just going crazy about Auburn. Uh, and 
how bad they are, and they hadn't shown any progress. But two weeks ago, everybody was bragging about how great they played Georgia. People forget all that. Yep. Uh, they were saying we how great they played and how well Hugh Freeze kept in the game this morning. I'm listening, and everybody's talking about they've made no progress, and was he the right decision for the job? What's the line on that game, Barry? Which one? Ole Miss and Auburn. Six and a half, Wimp. I'm looking it up, but I'm sure Joe's right. Um, let's see here. But Auburn's got no players. They're bad. No, they ain't got no players. They're, They're right. yeah, we overreacted to the Georgia game, and now we say that Georgia is really not that good. It's six I mean, and a half. Weak, and uh, Alabama, you're right, Joe. It's gone down nine and a half. But the over-under's yeah. low, 48. Pretty low. So, oh, this, Alabama and Tennessee? Yeah. It's 48? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a low-scoring game, guys. They're going to be both teams is going to be trying to run the football. And Tennessee will. We can't. Man, give, so give uh, Dad's right about Missouri. Give them some credit, man. They went over there and put it to Kentucky. Oh, um, look, hey, we've got three coaches on the way out: <laughs> Jumbo, Arkansas, and, and Kentucky. Hey, you need, and you know what Wimp told me? I won't see it in my lifetime. And I said, Yes, you will, Wimp. So was that? Did, 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 uh, that he'll get fired. All CBS kept. I showed it three times during that game. His record on the road is now one and thirteen. Who's it? Who's that? Jimbo. Oh, yeah. Did you not watch that game? Did you? Yeah, I watched Gary, a bit of it. Yeah. Gary Daniels just stayed on that three different times. They showed that stat. It's like when they get a guy like that, boy, they put it to him. And yeah, let me, while you're, while you're on, let me, let me uh, make everybody on, on the uh, listening uh, mad, if I can. Yeah. Gary Danielson tells me what's happening He's better good. than anybody that I have ever heard in my life. I he like him. Huh? I don't agree with you much, but I agree he 100%. Is, I, he, I don't know exactly what happened. He hits every cotton-picking time. The announcer, the guy, what's his name, that announced that he doesn't know the left tackle was offside, the left tackle was holding. Gary, the problem with Alabama people is he says one bad thing about Alabama, and then they don't like That's him. That's right. They start in That's on right. him. He, I'm telling the guy, the, these other guys, this guy, this uh, this guy in this other game, this uh, guy that used a bad language that one time, he's terrible. He, he tried to show himself off. Gary Daniels is terrific. Yeah. yeah. He is. He is. Good. I'm glad to but hear he, that. He loves controversy. Me. I mean, yeah. but he's paid to do that, and he just keeps pounding stuff like that on you. Uh, there's, st- there's stuff on that those games I don't know what happened, and he's telling me what happened, and it comes out true just about every it's time. kind of like Tony Romo. He tells you what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah, uh, He sure does. <laughs> he sure does. Well, I'm glad to find two people that yeah, thought I'm the same way like I Gary, did. I never understand why people don't like Gary Daniels. Just, uh, he's terrific. They, I do, too. Know. We one the, we got one of these we got one of these slobs that writes and has a radio show all the time that busted him. Yeah. So all right, Joe. Yep. We got all you. Right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hey, Joe. Put a little salt on that crow. Put some salt and pepper on that crow. Uh, yeah. I don't think Auburn Auburn they don't know what to do with that team. Uh, they just need to recruit. He needs to start recruiting. Royal Cleaners, they want to make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. You want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Give the guys at Royal a call, 
888-888-0034. Royal Cleaners for all of your cleaning needs. Max Howell is next. You're listed Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we have a wreck reported on 2059 westbound at 359. You may experience some minor delays. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Here's your chance to save two, four, up to $8,000 instant savings on new in-stock vehicles at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Going to be on the fence, the deck, the pergola is only one choice. Go to Yellowwood to find the dealer closer to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, it's Monday, so you know where we're going. We're going over to Mississippi's former sister football coach with uh, Florida State uh, with Ole Miss. Both teams are doing great. Uh, also, a Radio personality throughout the southeast, Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey, Max. Doing great day. How are you guys this morning? Okay. Good, good. Max, have you ever seen an Alabama offensive line have that many holes in it? <laughs> Never. I was just sitting here thinking, you know, they, all, they need somebody on that left tackle that's got good feet. Because whether they get beat every time is on the outside. Uh, I'd move a guard. I'd move a guard out there. I mean, really. Uh, take a kid that's a little less, maybe 250, 260, that's got good feet. Because rarely does a defensive end come inside. Occasionally they'll stun them, but most of the time, 95% of the time, they come on the outside rush. And it, it, you've got to have good feet. Or the other option is starting from a two point stance. Don't, don't make him put his hands on the ground. <laughs> Let him start with his hands on his knees so he can take that first step back on his left foot and run with the guy. I mean, there's two or three ways to solve that problem, but. That seems to be working right now for him. No, that. Um, I'll go ahead and get right to it. And I, the Tennessee game, to me, nine and a half points is uh, Tennessee is better defensively. I know they're playing at home, and I know they play harder at home. But I, I think Tennessee is. Uh, Barry's mentioned that he didn't think quarterback, and I think he's right. But I, I think Tennessee is going to be a, it's going to be a hard out. <laughs> I don't think he's in that. Now, I, I will say this. I don't know whether you saw them against Florida or not. That was his fully prepared game, as I've seen. I saw it. Since he's been there. Now, I mean, it was awful. Uh, if they'd have played anywhere near as good as they have played, they'd have beat Florida by two or three touchdowns. But they didn't. So, see, so what does that mean on the road? And, and you know, I mean, Tennessee had lost in Gainesville. Uh, I mean, had won in Gainesville in 20 years. And that, that ought to have been an option for him you know, to get ready for that game. It certainly happens. So fast forward that this coming up Saturday, uh, I believe they, they probably looked at that tape as well over the weekend. They know what they're going to have to do. But you're right. I think it's going to be. That's a, uh, about, people I talked to over here had a debate to have this morning. But uh, that's okay. That's still a, you know, that's pretty good spread for a team like that coming into Tuscaloosa. Yeah, just what we're going back to the Arkansas game. I mean, Alabama was running the ball pretty well there in the second half, and they kind of abandoned that. And they they played. I thought they were ready to play early in the game. And then Arkansas, you know, I think coach tried to warn right. them that Sam Pittman's a tough guy. These guys are going to play uh, all the way yep. to the end. And Arkansas, you know, even though they're zero and four and two and five, uh, 
They yep. kept battling. That's a game Alabama could have lost. You just got, but I think coaches got gets frustrated at the end of the game. They can't finish it the right <laughs> way. Jumping off sides, like it's like I was telling Dad, you're up 15 in a basketball game and you end up winning by five because you turn it over. You, you won, but you right. don't feel good about it. He, exactly he, right. He's had enough of this, hasn't he, uh, Max? These guys well, making mental mental mistakes. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's just really, and I, you know, I've looked at, I'll, I watched a bunch of games Saturday. I know you guys do too, but the fact is, I, I think in Kentucky's another one that just didn't play well. It looks like to me, by far, the best coaches aren't evaluated the first half of the season. It's how they handle the last half. And, and I think it's extremely hard, just an observation now. And it is, it's not the system of the coach, it's the kids. It's the, it's the lack of concentration. It's the, it's the generational thing right now. Uh, walking around, walking around on the you know the last snap, trying to kill a clock, uh, trying to get the clock to run out, uh, and get a penalty on that. I never heard of that before. They, but what it is, the kids had their mind on something else. They weren't, you know, they didn't consider where they were. You think about that. I think that's that's happening more than we really want to talk about. But the fact is, is you got to finish the game. You got to. And the coach Saban is one of you saw his reaction on the sideline. He couldn't turn that loose. Uh, and I understand that. I, I truly do. But fact is, it happened. They got to correct things like that. It gives the coaching staff, you know, uh, all day Sunday and Sunday night, we get ready Monday morning to start off Monday practice. So uh, I don't know what the answer is. I, one thing I know on television, uh, Coach Saban got his 200 win. And, uh, of course, they showed Coach Bryant with 232. And I, in my mind, I'm saying, does he stay a couple, three more years just to get 233? Uh, that would be an interesting I think situation to watch what he does with his career, but yeah. he had, you know he's getting closer to the end. We all know that it's uh, just a matter of, of time. But he don't want to go out, you know, with the team not playing well, or you know, or the team. I, I just want him to go back to his old and just rip these guys. I know people say, "Well, you got to be careful yeah. now with the portal." It's like I, I think yep. Dallas Turner's a really good player. He makes a – they're playing at home. He makes a sack, and he gets up, and he's putting his finger over his mouth. Well, you do that when you're on the road. Like, yeah. who are you telling – and then right. Jermaine Burton, he runs Jermaine his mouth the whole game. Has coach not gotten him in check? Like, I, I don't know. It drives me insane watching this guy run his mouth. Too. It, <laughs> so. it is and it's, it's to his own players. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the opponent. It's his own – in the huddle. I mean, just the – I don't know. Some, that attitude situation – that's another touchy, you know, touchy situation because, you know, the kids know and the coaches know they got an out now. You know, if they don't like it, they, you know, they'll be in that pool in a heartbeat. Oh. So, those are the kind of things you got to weigh out. On, you know, how you handle it, not so much not handle it. You got to handle it some way, but how you do that. I mean, guys, look, the game, the game has changed since either the three of us was on, either in on the court or in the field. Uh, it's just a whole different ball game. Attitudes have changed. Uh, outside influences with these kids uh, have changed. It's just so many things. Uh, I'll be honest with, with me, it'd be hard for me to go back and handle that now. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. That. Um, we had three teams go down, uh, you know, get Oregon and, and uh, right. Louisville, USC. And now we've got um, Penn State and Ohio State. Somebody's going down there. Uh, right to me, that's a big help for the winner at SEC. Uh, them yeah. playing each other, I think SEC is, is on the line a little bit. I don't want to tell you that uh, the winner in Atlanta, if it was Georgia, they go undefeated probably. But uh, 
it's a little bit dangerous if it's somebody else. You know, say, say it's LSU and they've already got two losses. If they win right. in Atlanta, uh, is there a problem there? Yeah, well, it is based on what they've done historically. You know, they may have, the rules up there, that coach may have to change a little. I still say that if, if you've got, you know, three or four one-loss teams, yeah. I think they ought to go back to treat the schedule. I think to see who they who they beat or who they lost to and who that team beat and lost to. Yeah, uh, I think that's that, that. You know, they had that at one time, and if for some reason, theoretically, they took it out, at least publicity-wise. I don't know that they did. I think they still look at that, but I think that's going to have to come back into into play because I think we're going to have five or six one-loss teams at the top before it's all over. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Barry. Well, just I mean. Mm. Dan Landing, I don't get it, Max. There's two minutes and 11 <laughs> seconds to go. They're up four. Yeah. It's fourth and three at the 47. And you, what, what, what can make you go for that? And he said, well, our defense was playing well. They scored two plays. Why, why would yeah. you just punt the ball down the, down the field and trust your defense? Yeah. And what are these coaches, yeah. th- those kind of errors? I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Well, I, I, that, the, the guy I worked for, first college job in my career, a guy named Billy Atkins it was at Auburn and all with the NFL, came back to Troy. And uh, his favorite saying on games like that, don't ever try to outcoach yourself. Yeah. And that was, the, and I think that's what happens. They, you know, they try to fool somebody or try to put something in that, that, that nobody expected, just like that. And it many times it backfires. I mean, it, it really does. And particularly with today's kids. Uh, guys, today's kids' attention span is about like a net. I mean, you can't you can't keep them focused very low. Uh, to me, the latter part of the season, we're gonna see more and more of that kind of thing happen. And, and particularly if the coaching staff has got some kind of mentality that you know we got this one one, let's try to you know try to seal it with something else, something unusual. Uh, and that's what we see. It a lot of times it backfires on. You. And that's what you know. I think that's what happened to Landon Saturday. Yeah. Um. Um, where does where does Alabama stand offensively? They're good. They're darn good defensively. Um, yep. But wh- where do they, where do they I, stand? I mean, they they'd like to have more of a running game. It it, it it's a little hit and miss a little bit. Um, it is. Of course, the, the quarterback pulls them out with two great passes. Where are yep. they? Where are they offensively? Coach, I think they started out wanting to do that. But, you know, the offensive front has, you know, not come along like they thought. They still have never – I know they've addressed the left tackle situation, but they have not solved it yet. And I think that's part of it. And how many sacks did he take? He took five sacks again this week. Yeah. Even though, you know, the, 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 it, it, they had played the best team they going to play yet. So, I, where are they right now? I mean, I'd grade them right now. I'd grade them about a C. Uh, now, where you want to, you know, where we want to point to the, the new offensive coordinator, he's a rough, he's responsible, but I think you've got to evaluate player by player in that thing. And I don't know how much in practice every day, you know, after after Monday and Tuesday, I don't know. They do a lot of, you know, a lot of skill stuff, and they don't get much anymore. I don't know how much you can learn if you're trying to find somebody to take another guy's position by doing that kind of drill, uh, some drills like that. Uh, my, I would find, I'd find my fist, uh, my best five guys, and I'd put them up there. That's where the whole, that's where it starts up front. If he, if the quarterback steps up and he's got to then turn and run for his life, and that happens many times, don't go down with a sack. Then uh, that's going to slow your offense down. 
I think that I think the terminology Coach Saban used worked very well. Uh, that that Belro has inc- improved as a passer, passing quarterback. So he's got the defensive backs thinking run, run, run. Uh, and he throws over the head. We saw that happen two or three times Saturday. And we're going to get a chance to see it some more. But you've got to perfect the run first. And, and uh, they, they're inconsistent with it. They'll hit a, hit a good one, a seven, eight-yard pickup quick. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get a sack on a, you know, on a passing down. So the inconsistency is where – how do you solve all that? That's the major question. I know they, they – look, I'm not saying anything the staff is not talking about, on, you know, on Sunday morning. Sure. Uh, when they get there, they know, they know they've got to do that. How do you correct it? I still say it goes back to the, the type of kids that's coming through the system now. It's not just Alabama; it's everywhere. It's well, Barry's mentioned Barry's mentioned the quarterback getting hurt, which is big time. You know, yeah, well, he, he, oh, he, yeah. he can't last through the year. Go ahead. You're absolutely right. You're taking four or five sacks a game, but getting hit around, knocked around like that. It, it, look. We can all say we want to. The next two can't play at that level. They can't win. They can't win at this level. And uh, so I would be protective as much as I could. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't know where uh, Breeze is, is making every call on the offense right now or not, or if they talk about it in the press box. Uh, Coach Saban's listening, I know. But uh, how much is being interjected in that game plan? Uh, who knows? And sometimes you've got to change the game plan. I mean, you, you you build a game plan based on what the team you're playing is doing up to then. You know, if the other team changes their defensive scheme, uh, well, you can don't be surprised if Tennessee doesn't do something like that. And then they've worked all week on what Tennessee's doing up to now. You know, that, that offensive front better be they better be prepared for different looks. I tell you. Uh, we're talking with Max Howell. Uh, Max, if if you got one of these good jobs, I'm talking about Auburn, even, even Colorado. You know, and maybe you don't have, maybe you don't have a honeymoon season anymore. But you would think the first season right. is a honeymoon season. See, I, you yep. know, I think everybody's bright, and I know Dion's brought a lot of attention uh, to Colorado uh, and Auburn. Went out and took a ton of transfers. I'm right. be afraid that you're going to be stuck with those guys. Now you take all these guys. Now they can't leave again because they'd have to sit out two years. So now if you run them off. You're really running right. them out of college football. Uh, just be be a little patient and only take players that you know can play. Could, th- could this backfire on some of these guys that took so many transfers now and then they can't play and you're stuck with them? What what happens in these situations? I, I think that I think that's right on. Barry. What's happened is 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 that they they've not they come in. Let's take Colorado. Take with Dion what he's doing. He brought in eighty three guys. Well, <laughs> now those guys have played together before. I watched that ball game Friday night. They were up 29 and nothing at halftime, and it fell apart the second half. Mainly because everybody became like an individual. He was going to kind of do his own thing. Maybe that's why he entered the portal to start with. I think I think you, the coaches aren't doing a good enough job on evaluation. They look at the skill set. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of other things that go with, can the kid get along? Uh, you know, what is his attitude when you get behind? How, do you, how well does he play? Uh those are the kind of things that takes a little more evaluation when you start pulling them out of portal, particularly the numbers that you will bring starters in. And I, you know good well, particularly Dion and, and uh, Hugh Freeze, they're making a list every time they grade a tape on who's going to be back and who's not because the portal's available for them. But they, the staff has to do a, a better job, in my opinion, in, uh, in getting that bunch because what's happening is it's kind of once they either get ahead or behind, kind of that attitude is a relaxed attitude and the kids go back to what they're accustomed to. Well, 
guys you got to remember, they got into a portal for a reason. You know, they weren't putting out or, or you know, working hard enough where they were. It wasn't performing, uh, performing like they should have. But there's a reason they got to where they are. So you got to, in my mind, you got to check that and try to correct it if you're going to take a bunch of them every, you know, every time. And we're going to see that all over the country, particularly the latter part of the season when it kind of gets to be drudgery at practice every day. And, you know, maybe your schedule is not quite as strong as it had been. And, and you get kids just come out there, their mind is somewhere else. It's not on practice every day. I got a guy just sent me an article. You guys listen to this. this I appreciate the guy that sent it to me. It's about Jimbo Fisher's contract. So I think he originally signed a $75 million. They re-upped him. It was like 90 million. Listen to this, guys. If they fire him this year in 2023, they owe him, Dad, $76.8 million. All right? So the, if they wait until 2024... It's, they still owe him $67 million. 2025, $58, $26, $48, $29, $29, $19, $30. The firing? Yeah, but here's what they do, Barry. Barry, here's what they do. Rather than one guy write the check, they get two guys. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, but then they got to go hire Listen, somebody else. I mean, I know they. Right. The, I well, know they got the money, but come on, man. That that's a. I know. Why would you give him that contract? I mean, I can see Nick Saban maybe having what? that contract, but Jimbo Fisher. Well, Jimmy Sexton did that. I mean, he, yeah, Jimbo wasn't out there waving a the flag. He probably didn't even talk to him. <laughs> no, but... Hey, I Jimmy Sexton, I, I hope he got more than 3 or 4% than he usually gets. Yeah. You know, he needed about 10 or 15% of that one. But uh, anyway, you know, but I don't... The guy has not proven up. But I think I keep going. You hear me say this every, every week just about. Go back and look at the history of that program. The last time they won a national championship was 1939. And Texas has been, it's not been all of just that Texas has been down a bunch of years. Uh, they still couldn't get enough players to win. So what is it? Something internal out there? Uh, friend of mine that's, that's pretty connected out there says there's just too many chiefs out there, not enough Indians. Well, that could very well be, uh, you know, I think we blame Texas for that many years. But the fact is, Something has not never changed internally in that program, and I think maybe this is just the, the this is the financial side that we're seeing now that that, that things like this have gone on in, inside that never made the you know never made the newspapers. Yeah, get that and Max. If let's say they did pay seventy six million, who would you go hire? Yeah. Who would you? I hire? don't know. See, I, see, at first I thought, well, that's why they bought broke above Petrina in. Uh, it, maybe so. I don't know. I think. Who's out there right now under the circumstances looking at the program other than the money would want to go there? Uh, or maybe somebody wants to go there state well, four years ago. The guy that go the guy that goes there has got to expect the kind of money that, that Jimbo's getting to leave. You're right. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I agree. Yeah. But I think Bobby Petrino would be the guy they take. Really? He's already yeah, there. I yeah. think that's, I, oh, I think that's why they brought him there. You know yeah. the truth. And I don't believe Jimbo Fisher hired him. At all, well, Bobby Petrino would take it. For, he would take it for five million. 
No, he take it for a dollar and a half. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you vote, and if you vote, and if you vote, yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, well, Max, we appreciate it. Uh, you think uh, Bama covers this week? Now it's nine and a half, according to ESPN. That's gonna be close. I thought that, look, they were favored twenty this past weekend. He won, <laughs> won by three. Uh, I'm going to say yes because Tennessee's been up and down. They don't, they obviously they don't play well on the road. They're coming into a bare hostile place, much like they did in Gainesville. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say if, if Alabama could just halfway control that left tackle situation, it, it bigs, you know, bigs the run back in with the passing game. Uh, if Bill Rowe doesn't get hurt. Uh, I think they could do that. I think they should do that. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Max, we appreciate you, my man. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Max. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Good Thank you. Day. There's Max Howell. Does an outstanding job. Alabama One, going to purchase that vehicle your dreams. Go get that loan out of Alabama One. I was talking to some guys about that over the weekend. Rates as low as 3.99%. Terms available to 84 months. Get pre-approved. Uh, before you shop, you already know your budget. And then before you get to the dealership lot, they also have an Alabama One Auto Mall. They can go on and find the car of your dreams right there. So all their products and services, you can start right at the website. Go to www.alabamaone.org. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wreck. Starting to see some heavier traffic over in Northport, especially around McFarland at 43, McFarland at Lurleen. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's a great chance to get instant savings of two, four, up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles at Townsend Nissan. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us tomorrow as we add DC DC Capstone Report to the conversation. We'll get his thoughts on the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll also have his turning points of the game, key takeaways, and we'll turn our conversation to the third Saturday in October as we look to Tennessee versus Alabama. That conversation and more right here on your home for Alabama Sports Todd. 100.9 and 12:30 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Martin Houston show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Your Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A cool breezy day today with a partly sunny sky, the high 62. Tonight fair with the low at 44. Or tomorrow and Wednesday sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow 67, the high Wednesday at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 45 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, we we'll get to this top of the hour break. We get back. Phone lines will be up. We got one call holding. Plenty of lines open. 205 342 9904. Doug Bell will join us at uh, 815. We'll look at Doug's picks. Uh, did Doug do well this week or did he? Do like he normally does. I right, will have to find out at 815. It's a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Starting to see some heavier traffic over in Northport, especially around McFarland at 43, McFarland at Lurleen. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's a great chance to get instant savings of two, four, up to $8,000 on new in-stock vehicles at Townsend Nissan. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Now, WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9, also 1230 AM WTBC. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone. We have a message um, deal on there where you can send us messages throughout the app if you want to do that uh, as well. I think it's right up there in the right-hand corner on the app, so it's kind of a new feature uh, we have right there. We want to thank Andrew Knifer. He's my Allstate insurance agent. Let Andrew become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Don't just pay the bill. Know exactly what you're paying. Give them a call today, 205-722-9201. Andrew Knifer, Allstate insurance. Been in this community since 2002 and will take great care of you. Get to the Andrew Knifer hotline here and bring Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Morning. Bryce, you with us? No, do we need to turn Bryce up? Is Bryce gone? All right, going. Bryce is out. All right, back up. We got uh, Philip uh, calling in here. So, um, all right, let's get back up uh, to the uh, Andrew Conifer hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Hey, Philip. Hey guys, how y'all doing today? We're good. How are you? How are you both? Uh, I'm fine. Hey, uh, the the Jermaine Burton situation is, you know, I'll commend him for making some good catches the other day and all that, just like I would commend any player for making a good play. But but uh, he has got to understand that the more he does that, that all that yakking and and uh, showing up as a, an opponent with his antics. He's he's going to eventually be talked about by the referees when they. You know, I, I, have for the life of me, I cannot figure out how Coach Saban can't get that stopped. Just say I bench him. I mean, I'm sorry, I, I'd bench him. He, yeah. I, Coach can't like that. Why? Why does he continue to let him do that, Philip? Well, I'll tell you another thing too. Not only does I'm sure, as I'm, I'm not sure that I don't think Coach Saban likes. I don't think he likes it. But I tell you what, I don't think. The majority of the fans like it at all. I can't stand it. Ugh, I can't either. And somebody's uh, somebody's going to cold cock him, and it might save Alabama a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I I just can't believe the receivers coach. I can't believe, it. and it's it's every game. It's not just a one isolated in the heat of the moment. It's. Oh. He is running his mouth constantly. I wish they – and I looked at some guys I was with this weekend. I said, Kirby Smart was so happy when he went in the transfer portal. And he's making plays. And maybe I sound old fogey, but that's just not the way Alabama plays. You don't run your mouth like he does. It drives me nuts. Uh, 
Not not many people play that way, Barry. Yeah. I mean, I don't see many people doing that on Saturdays except for that guy. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I can't believe Coach Saban and those guys don't see it. I mean, surely they notice it. And But I tell you what, when they are going to notice it, it's when Alabama's driving for some critical points against Tennessee. Exactly. And he makes a catch. And he makes a catch. And he does some yakking. And there's a 15-yard penalty called with about 40 seconds to go in the game. And Alabama's trying to win it. That's when they're going to notice it. Well, there's an old saying saying, that which you don't contend with will ultimately contend with you. And they haven't cleaned it up. It will, you're a hundred percent right. At the worst time of the season this year, he's going to run that mouth and get a 15 yard penalty. And it's going to cost them a game. It might cost them Atlanta. And the coaching staff is going to kick themselves for not getting that stopped. That's right. That's right. And, and, and at the same time, and, and I think that would be, I just, you know, I'm not fantasizing about that happening, but I think the likelihood of that happening is real because you know these referees, when they get together and they have their little informal chat sessions at the hotel or wherever they are, you know they got to be thinking about that. You know they talk about it. I, think, I would if I was a rep. Yeah. Dad, your thoughts on it? Oh, I think it's brutal. <laughs> it's terrible. But I think I think you're right. I think, uh, I think Kirby and them get really glad to get rid of him. I, I think he thought that uh, when he left, though, that you know he could get straightened out by somebody. Kirby does a good job with his team, but he, that that mess has got to stop somewhere. I, mean, I put that on Coach, though. He got to get Coach. Coach can get it stopped now. Uh, if you don't, hey, you want to keep acting like that, then then go somewhere else. Uh, we'll play somebody else. So because it's going to burn. You know, I don't, it's gonna burn. I don't. And I don't know what Jermaine's problem is because Coach has been highly complimentary of him this year. He's had a pretty good season. He's, you know, he's he's done a, he's done a good job as far as catching some big plays. But but Namar Namar uh, Jamar Niblack makes big plays too. But you don't see him getting up and getting in somebody's face. You know, he might point to the crowd or something. But they all do that. That's pretty harmless. But but what Jermaine does is he's completely showing up somebody, which is called. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I was surprised Dallas Turner's getting up and putting his finger over his lips when you're at home. Like, what are you doing? The you trying to hush up your home? I don't crowd? know. Who's that? And and Jacoby Brooks jumping off sides at the end of the game. Good lord. Coach has had enough, hasn't he, Philip? Coach has had enough. I think. Uh, I think he's about to. I think he's about to tear these boys up. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I say the same thing every week, and, and I don't know. Yeah, I, think I don't. Doesn't look like it, huh? Do I? Uh, doesn't look like it half time. I don't know. Yeah, it's different, man. But, I don't you know, know if he just. I don't know if he phrased it'll help him recruiting. I don't know why he's not doing it. That's just not. That's not his style. So it is true, because you hear him talking about his daddy and the way he was raised in yeah. in West Virginia and his uh, and, and all that, and and this doesn't this doesn't mesh. With any of that, I can tell you that. I bet you Terry Slavin doesn't like it. <laughs> I bet she doesn't either. Maybe she needs to well, get that Maybe she might be the key here. Yeah, she <laughs> might be the key here. We might need to go through her. Yeah, Tyree calls. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. Hey, hey, Thank you. See y'all. All right, back down to the Yellow Wood Hotline, Bryce. Morning, Bryce. Morning. Hey, me, baby. Yeah, I got What's you. Up? We got you. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, listen, two things. Okay. I go over to see Cowboy Saturday night. Okay. He's Oh, he opens the door. It's got a shirt. It's got a big W on it. Can you figure the rest of it out? 
You have a wimp shirt? Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Or purple. Washington. Oh, yeah. He, I figured you'd get a kick out of that, you and your dad would. He did. Uh, he I said, what do you do? He's climbing on their bandwagon. Yeah, he he, he said, he said I like Washington. I said, okay, but I do too, but I ain't going to wear their shirt. You went to Texas, you know? Bryce? Yeah, I'm still in Texas. I'm flying out today. Okay. I've had a great weekend. I went and seen Chef Boy. He took me and saw that shirt, man. Hmm. Uh, I said, I can't wait to talk to Barry and Wimp about this shirt. I figured, <laughs> I figured, I figured you'd get a kick out of that. It, it, hey. it should have been, been an O. Yeah, O, if O, would they just punt? It would have been an O. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got over there and watched the last part of the, the thing, and I listened to Rob Bog on, on the radio. It is as bad as it sounded the second half. I don't know if I want to watch it or not when I get home. Well, the the problem there is not only did it cost them the game, but it cost them a chance to play for the national championship. It did, but I I, I didn't see that play y'all talking about. But uh, there's two I, of them. I read an article yesterday. Did y'all say who they who the three people they had to replace Lee Corso? No. Yeah, I saw it. Who? Yes. Nick Saban. Well, number one, one was coach. You think Coach gonna put one of those uh, mascot heads on his head at the it, <laughs> on the predictions? Money will make you do some crazy things. I couldn't believe Coach got a million to be on Pat McAfee. Somebody asked me that the other day. I didn't think he got anything. I thought he was just doing it for recruiting. But somebody called this morning. Said, oh, Tom said he's getting a million for that. So yeah, he's getting a double whammy on that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was him and Steve Spurrier. Nobody wants to hear Steve Spurrier and. Uh, and Tim Tebow, because his name was first. I don't want to hear Tim Tebow. You don't like well, Tebow? You you don't like Tebow? No, no, I don't like Tebow. Why? Well, so there you I go, think coach. Sacram- I, I don't know. I like he wanted Tebow. he wanted uh, ninety two thousand to speak at Jimmy Reigns. Yeah, that would turn me off. <laughs> well, what you need to do with with Burton and uh, those guys are doing that. You need to get the leaders of the team to get them a pillowcase and a bar of soap. Wear that head out and stop that crap. I mean, somebody's got to step up. I'm afraid, like you said, it's going to cost them a game. I don't think it's bothering people as much as it's bothering me. It drives, it drives me. It insane. bothers me too. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, like 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 Coach Bear used to say, "Uh, act like you've been there before. Help them up. Tell them you'll be right back." That's right. You know, act like you've been there before. I mean, it's just. I don't think Coach. I think Coach will go off this week. I think he's had enough. Yeah, but he's been don't watching. Don't be surprised. For, he don't do he, like he did at Mississippi State. He's been watching it for two years, so I don't know. He ain't it's going to cost him a game. So I just wanted to, you to see if you saw that article because that's real interesting. You know, uh, oh, and I saw my my ex brother in law A and M fan. He was he didn't even want to know the score of the game. His daughter, you know, went to A and M. She was keeping up with it on the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know he didn't like the, the way it turned out, and he didn't like the way we played. You know, we talked about it a little bit, but he brought it up. I didn't. Yeah. All <laughs> right, I had guys. To All hey, right, man. Oh, hey, but, uh, yeah, that's what they need to do. The Leafs need to step up and take control of that, you yeah. know? We'll see what they do. And, uh, uh, because this going to cost them a game, like you said. I, I really believe that, guys. I appreciate y'all letting me talk. Coach, good. how are you this morning? I'm doing good, thanks. Have a safe safe trip back, Bryce.
Uh, yeah, but uh, you got to talk to Cowboy about his new shirt. I'll ask him. I'll ask him. Thank you. All right. Uh, Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the great folks over at Wayne's make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866 866- Wayne's want to get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, you guys get the buttons ready. Uh, we're going to look at Doug Bell's picks. Uh, how did he do? When we get back, you to tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This season of Alabama football brought to you by Pearl River Resort, Choctaw, Mississippi. Your destination for casino thrills, family fun, and live entertainment. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama improved to 4-0 in SEC play on Saturday with a 24-21 win against Arkansas. Head coach Nick Saban met with the media after the win. I'll tell you, like I um, you know, told the team, it's great to win. It's great to be, you know, where we are in the SEC relative to um, how we've progressed. Uh, but there's a difference between beating the other team and winning the game. And, you know, we played pretty well in the game up till 24-6, to six, uh, which was about halfway through the third quarter. And then we didn't finish. Uh, we didn't. We got penalties. Uh, I mean, the whole momentum of the game is on the third down stop. Uh, we get a uh, grabbing a guy by the face mask after the play, you know, which, you know, to me is it's bad. I'll have more in a moment. You know, you hear a lot of coaches talk about class. You're not born with it, nor can you buy it. In a lot of ways, class is how you carry yourself and how you treat others. At Dex Imaging, they treat everybody with class, from their employees to their customers to their business partners. So if you need a copier and printer company that understands class, then give Dex Imaging a call. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama Athletics. Join us tonight for Crimson Tide Rewind live at Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Vestavia Hills at 6 p.m. Central as Corey Reamer and I recap Alabama's win against Arkansas and look ahead to this Saturday against Tennessee. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. You could win a Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A cool breezy day today with a partly sunny sky, the high 62. Tonight fair with a low at 44. Or tomorrow and Wednesday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 67, the high Wednesday at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 46 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Inside the locker room. I think Alabama One. Go to www.alabama1.org for all their products and services. We're going right to the Alabama One hotline. He is uh, 
PGA Tour with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Also, Dad, this guy is a world traveler. Uh, he is everywhere. Oh, I've been trying to reach him for he, a week. He was. I just saw he was at Sandestin, one of my favorite spots. Doug Bell. <laughs> he don't answer the phone when he's down there. Well, either. he got no phone <laughs> service. Doug, how you doing, my man? <laughs> I'm doing great, and I did call Coach back. Okay, he yeah. tried a few yeah. times, but I did. He did. Yeah, he found. Let's, let's get it out there for the record. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> Doug, um, go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. Now, before we get to football, there are two <laughs> things I want to ask you. You can mention about Andy Bean. Nobody knows about Andy, Andy but me. Yeah. But I mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. And then also, you'd like to find out why Brooks Kepka is going on and about the money he made and the green the other guy, that, uh, Gooch, or whatever money he Talk about those two things. Well, a couple of things. Andy Bean uh, was a great player on the PGA Tour. Uh, grew up down in Florida. Went to the University of Florida, where he was an All-American back in the day. Won 11 times uh, on the PGA Tour. Big, burly guy. Larger-than-life individual. And most of his wins happened during the heyday of, obviously, Jack Nicklaus. Uh, Hubert Green was winning a lot back then. Lee Trevino, et cetera. So maybe he got overshadowed by some of the bigger names because he never won a major championship. But, yeah, he passed away. Uh, way too early this past weekend. And I, I had a chance to meet him and talk to him and, and spend time with him. And really, really a, a phenomenal person. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was sad news. Coach. Yeah, that was sad. As for Kepka, the, you know, the live thing right now, the latest, by the way, is that this thing, they're not even remotely close for this merger between the PGA Tour live and uh, the DP World Tour. So, that that is kind of on the back burner now. Uh, as for Kepka, Kepka though, this past week it, it was announced that again, the live players in their tournaments they do not get world ranking points, and um, and so for Kepka, I mean he gets points because he won the PGA Championship, finished second at the Masters, and so he has somewhat maintained his world ranking. Uh, which is not a big deal for him because he's a major champion. You get a five-year exemption. You get to play in all these events. But for most of the guys on live, they've fallen outside the top 50 world ranking points, um, whether it's Dustin Johnson or Sergio, et cetera. And so they don't get exemptions into the U.S. Open. Uh, they don't get an exemption into the Open Championship. Um, they don't get an exemption into the PGA Championship. So that continues to rankle the live people. Live tournaments do not meet any of the guidelines which requires for world ranking points which requires the tournament to be 72 holes uh, open qualifying before the tournament begins you have to have a cut uh you can't have a 54 hole event and so that in itself poses a problem so many of the live guys are complaining and i, I think it's just kind of a moot point um they, they knew going in it was going to be an issue they were they were given the line by agents and greg norman that this won't be an issue We'll work this out in the next year or so. It is an issue. And yeah. so, again, I think the live thing is, guys, slowly but surely going away, live golf. One one other question. Uh, they've been on Jordan Spieth about the way he played in the Ryder Cup. Or, and the writer that has busted them uh, got JT all upset. Could you talk about that a minute before we go to football? Yeah, that's Alan Shipnuck. Um, you know, he's the guy who's written some controversial books. And you say controversial, but if you ever read his books, you know, the book that he wrote about Phil Mickelson, it's a heck of a read. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a milk toast. hey, golf is just golf, and these guys are great guys. I mean, he tells you some, some stories behind the scenes, and unfortunately, um, that upsets golfers. 
you know, in other professional sports, riders get in there and they ride all sorts of crazy stuff. And it's part of the game. In golf, that's never been a part of the game. And so JT, uh, Jordan Spieth, and others, um, they're speaking out against Alan Shipnuck. And, and you know what? He'll probably he'll get the cold shoulder from a lot of the big names from here on out. But, um, you know, he's a rider who's made some money. And so that's his, that's his deal. Uh, he likes to write controversial things well, to sell books. And that's well, well, yeah, and I hate to keep it on this, but because he didn't wear his hat, uh, what's his name, uh, Cantley, was that really a controversy? Oh, did get, well, he didn't get paid for the Ryder Cup. I just want to real quickly. I know. We're going to go to well, football. we don't know. You know, Shipnuck is the guy who said that it was a big deal, that yeah, okay. Cantley was trying to make a statement like, hey, we're not getting paid. I'm not wearing the gear. That's my statement. Okay. Um, and, of course, Cantley has come out and said that's not true. Okay. Uh, and so we really don't know what's true. Um, okay. You know, is it is it half half and half? I doubt it. I think it's probably one way or the other. And, um, again, when the players come out and they're that adamant about it uh, and they're complaining that, you know, boldly about it, then something tells me that maybe maybe there was some truth to that story. I, I just okay. can't – listen, Shitmeck has written a lot of stuff. I just can't believe that he would uh, just write something without being somewhat self-assured that what he was saying was, was on target. Okay. Uh, so – so, but that's it, you know, and again, guys, it's, the bottom line is this, it's golf, right? And for the first time since this live thing came into the picture, we've never talked about golf in controversial terms whatsoever, but now we are. Is that a good thing? Um, I think it is. And I think it kind of shows you that golf is catching up with other sports. It's kind of the modern age, the social media age. And people say a lot of, a lot of stuff, positive, mostly negative on social media. And now the golfers are experiencing what other athletes and other professional sports are experiencing. And, and for some of the golfers, it's hard for them to deal with any negativity whatsoever. Uh, Doug, Nick Dunlap, uh, he's on quite a roll. He, uh, I guess, won the stroke play with it from the SEC, shot a 60 over there. How much can this guy yeah. make in college now? I mean, these can these club sponsors and all that pay him now with the NIL deals? Will this guy make a good bit of money, even though he's still playing in Alabama? Yeah, you know, I, I think his plan is to, at least from what I've been told, is that he will play the Masters as an amateur, um, the U.S. the U.S. Open, uh, and the Open Championship, and then he'll turn professional. Uh, and up until then, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to make, uh, listen, conservatively speaking, I think he and his family will probably make, um, you know, between 2 and $4 million between now and when he eventually turns pro. And, and that's, you know, that's from club dealers, um, golf balls, uh, clothes that he could potentially wear, um, and things of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, listen, it's, it's really good for golfers. We hear a lot about the football players. Dion's kid, uh, right now is the leading NIL guy, about $4 million, and that could grow as the season continues. Arch Manning is number two. He's never played at Texas, and he's, earning close to $3 million NIL. So I think, listen, these golfers, these gymnasts, these Olympic sports, uh, they have an opportunity to now cash in. And I think it's good because, again, a, a guy like Nick Dunlap, he's enjoying playing college. He's been very successful, obviously loves the college atmosphere and be with friends. So good for him. Let him make, a, let him make some money. And then 
you jump into the Shark Tank, guys, because when you get into the professional golf scene on the PGA Tour, oh my gosh, it is it is a it's shark infested waters. It is a but those guys can, different market. They can still get club deals and ball deals and get money and still be amateurs on the PGA Tour. Yeah, it all falls under the NIL. Okay, and yeah, yeah, and that's that's totally above board now, and a lot of um, a lot of a lot of young men and women, but mostly the young men are cashing in uh, on these deals, and and good for them, and and it is it is seven figures and higher for these golfers. Yeah, so um, that's that's just, that's a pretty significant number. Sure. All right, Doug, uh, let's flip the football. Um, your picks yep. were in last week. Um, you were 7-13-1 and one going, into the, going into the week. Um, yeah. Dad, Doug had an undefeated week. Uh, <laughs> now, he didn't win all the games. Uh, if Oregon doesn't go for it on fourth down, Doug, I don't know what you cover, but they did. So, he said take <laughs> Washington. Um Minus the three, right? So that was a push. So a push is good for you right now, Doug. So we'll get, yeah, let's give him a ching-ching on that. Uh, oh, I like the ching-ching. Yeah, so then he said take Tennessee minus the three. Uh, that is a alt, that is a cover, 20 to 13. So that is a winner. And then he said take Notre Dame, Dad. He said take the Fighting Irish minus the two and a half. That Notre Dame absolutely blew them out of touch. So another winner, Doug. So that uh, runs yeah. How does it feel, Doug? This has never happened oh. before on our show. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely elated, guys. It's like I won a championship, um, cut down the nets. Um, and I will say, Barry and Coach, my podcast, the Old Guy Box podcast, which comes out on Friday. Um, listen, I was 2-0-1 with you guys, 6-0-1 total on the Old Guy Box podcast. So it was a good week. Very, very good week. No wonder you're at Sandestin. Uh, Dad hit his blue plate. <laughs> <laughs> he hit his blue plate. Uh, he took North Carolina. He's riding the Tar Heels right now. So he, I know. He got that one. He's I know. Five, he ain't riding no more. He's five and two. He's going to put them away. <laughs> and uh, I tried to tell him to take LSU, but he won anyway, so he didn't need my advice. Uh, LSU would have been a little more comfortable win for him. But uh, your oh, thoughts yeah. about uh, about Alabama? I think Nick Saban's had enough of these guys, man, with these mental areas down the stretch of these games. Uh, your thoughts about Alabama and what you saw on Saturday? Well, a, a couple of thoughts. Number one, um, I mean, this is the time of year where the good teams are starting to thrive and exert themselves. You know, i.e., Florida State looks fantastic. I.e., LSU. LSU is is really starting to play um, very, very well on both sides, improving defensively, and they're coming to Tuscaloosa here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, so, with that said, uh, I, th- I think Alabama is on the upward curve, but certainly not as much as some of those other schools. And so we'll see what happens. I think we're, I say we, I think Alabama fans um, are just going to, are going to ride the roller coaster with a young quarterback. Uh, one week he looks fantastic, depending on what defense he sees and what they throw at him. And then the next week when they throw something that he hasn't seen, he's going to struggle. And we saw that last week. Uh, so uh, with that said, I mean, Alabama, control their destiny guys and are a couple of wins away from securing a trip to Atlanta to play Georgia for the SEC championship. And I think that is, that's the carrot at the end of the season, like it usually is. And for these young guys, um, it's right there for them. I will say this, the Alabama defense, uh, I think I see, 
they're really, really good. They're talented. They're fast. Um, they're exciting. And I think ultimately that is going to be the thing that carries Alabama to where they want to go. The defense is going to have to carry them. And we'll see if that happens. The offense has got to keep improving. But I, I think I think there's a ceiling for that offense, again, with a young quarterback who continues to mature. Yeah, that. Um, I don't really have anything else I can think of that's that that important. Uh, give give me. I don't know. If this is your blue plate or not? But give me your thoughts on Penn State, Ohio State. Well, that's going to be one of my. Oh, by the way, let me tell you this, guys. Sorry. The best the best team to bet on this year. If you if you bet on them every week against the spread, Oregon five zero and one. The push came last week against Washington. UNLV, Penn State coach, Oklahoma, if you bet on them this season, every game, you're 6-0. Really? You haven't lost against them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, that's one of my one. picks for this coming week. Well, and North Carolina, coach, 5-1 and one against the spread, Alabama 4-3. and three. Georgia, by the way, 1-5-1 and one against the spread this season. And the worst team to bet on, Vanderbilt. One and seven. That's one of his losses on this. Yeah, yeah. Now I learned that. Yeah. Before we get your picks, Doug, and Dad, I want to get your opinion on this. What is it about the Atlanta Braves? I mean, they go through the season and they play loose and they look so good and they're hitting balls out of play. I know pitching staff got hurt. My wife is my wife is devastated right now. I tried to warn her, but the the Phillies just got some kind of nasty old dudes, and they just kind of play ball. The Braves look pitiful in the playoffs. Why, Doug? They 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 play tight. They couldn't get a hit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's amazing that you know Acuna is the best player in baseball, in my opinion. Um, And and what did he have? One hit in the playoffs. I mean, it was amazing. And the first baseman had a career year. Uh, 50 homers, and at, what do you have? 20 more RBIs than anybody else in baseball, and and he came up short. So when your top guns simply don't get it done in the playoffs, um, you're not going to win. And with that said, again, listen, I've I've never been a big fan of the wild card deal, um, and the Phillies now, you know, have had an okay regular season and now get hot in the playoffs. And they're a good, you know, they're a good baseball team. Harper is a heck of a player. Castellanos is playing better than he ever has. He's always been a good player, but never been this good. And the pitching has been good for the Phillies towards the end of the year. It got better. So, again, the way baseball is built, this wild card thing makes everything just kind of kind of up in the air. Um, and the best teams, you know, obviously the best teams with the best records, the Dodgers, the Braves, et cetera, um, the Tampa Bay Rays, you know, they, they don't advance. Uh, because they get beat by the hot team. So that's kind of the way baseball is going to be from here on out. And um, and the Braves were the best team in the regular season, but unfortunately their best players, uh, one of whom I think is the best player in baseball, simply simply had the worst, picked the worst time to have the worst slump of the season. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, I was just curious. what uh, Where are you going this week on your three picks? Oh, I'm excited, guys. I really am. Um, and I, I was really doing a lot of research here because there's some good games like uh, like Thursday night, James Madison, Marshall. That's not one of my picks, but James Madison's undefeated in the Sun Belt. Uh, they've now, you know, they're now FBS. But just watch that game, guys. They play Marshall. They're given only four. I'm just saying that that's an interesting pick. But here, here, here I go, Barry. 
Uh, Tuscaloosa Saturday, Alabama eight and a half now, uh, favored against Tennessee. And, and, you know, if you run this on the computer, my buddy in Vegas, nearly 80% of the time the computer says Alabama wins this game outright. As far as the point spread, uh, it's not that high. They think Alabama is going to win, but only about 50% feel they'll cover the spread. And that's what these odds makers want, 50-50. Tennessee runs the ball more. Their ratio run pass more than anybody else in the Southeastern Conference. And I think that plays right into an improving Alabama defense. I think Milrow was down last week. I think he'll be up this week. Tennessee's quarterback's not great. I think Alabama covers at home this Saturday, third Saturday in October. All right. I got the ESPN's got it nine and a half. Which line do you want? Nine, the ESPN line? Or you want nine? Where are you getting the eight, eight and a half at? Well, that's what I got from Caesars yeah. right before I came on. Okay. Caesars thing. So, uh, yeah, let's go, with, let's go with the better line there, Barry. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, you need it. I'm going to give you the eight and a half. All right. Uh, I need it. <laughs> well, you're two out and one, so you're all right. Where, yeah, there you go. Where else are you going? All right, we're going Big Ten. Illinois against Wisconsin. Um, Iowa, by the way, is 6-1 and one with the worst offense in the country, and they beat Wisconsin last week 15-6. Now, obviously, Iowa's defense is great. Wisconsin's offense is not great. Uh, they're still transitioning. New coach, new staff from what used to be a pound and pounding running game attack is now, like everybody else, trying to throw it around. Hadn't been successful. Illinois hasn't had a great year. But they did beat Maryland last week. God, what an upset that was for me. Yeah. And Brett Bielema, the old Wisconsin coach, uh, you know, he left there in a huff, went to Arkansas. The rest is history. I, I like Illinois at home getting three and a half. Mm. Uh, I guess who? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Mm. That's probably okay. Illinois is three and oh. four, one and three in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin four yeah. and two, two and one in the Big Ten. All right. Yeah. So he's saying take Illinois – Minus a two and a half. Uh, no, Wisconsin's uh, minus two and a half. So you get two and a half points in Illinois. Yep. So plus two and a half. Yep. Noah. Yep. Illinois. I don't. I don't even want to watch yeah. that game. So oh, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> well, you guys doing some grunt. Whenever you guys give me those sound effects, I get a little worried, but that's okay. Yeah, I, just, um, I don't like. Brett, I don't like Brett Bielema, so I would never yeah. bet for him. But go ahead. All right. And then a co- coach mentioned the Penn State game, Ohio State. I got four and a half. Penn State getting four and a half. Um, the computer, again, my buddy in Vegas out of Caesars there, <laughs> ran the computer. He said it spits out Ohio State 27, Penn State 22. That would cover the spread. But, listen, Ohio State, their top wide receiver, may not play against Penn State. Top running back, definitely he's not going to play. He's got a bum knee. This is the best team James Franklin has ever had, whether it be Penn State or Vanderbilt. And if you've been watching Penn State, I mean, they've been blowing everybody out. Now, granted, they haven't played a lot of tough competition, but, and this is at Ohio State, this is a, this is a significant game in the Big Ten. Who's going to ultimately play for the championship? I like Penn State getting points, guys, in Columbus. I, I just think Ohio State is kind of a banged-up football team. And I think Penn State is healthy. And like I said, James Franklin has never had a team this talented, this healthy at this stage of the season. So I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions to uh, cover the spread. And I think they'll win outright. You're you're breaking one of Dad's rules. Uh, He doesn't (laughs) like to bet against the home team, but you're going to do it. I know. 
All right, so we're going to take Penn State, guys, and we're going to get we're going to get four and a half against the Buckeyes. Number seven versus number three, so that will eliminate yeah. get somebody a loss there. So uh, we'll see. I hope you hit them all. Um, but you're not well, and the thing I the thing I learned from you guys and my buddy in Vegas, you know, I, early in the year I was picking two. The point spreads were too big, and he said, "Doug, you just can't go there this day and age." You know, because everybody scores points. And a lot of these teams score points late because they're still tossing all over the place. So I'm trying to go with games where the spreads are a little smaller. And it was successful last week. Yeah. yeah that's what I did. Yeah. Well, Doug, uh, tell everybody where they can uh, – tell me about MD Wellness and Aesthetics before you get out. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, MD Wellness and Aesthetics. You can look it up, mdwellnessandaesthetics.com, or check them out, 650 Inverness Corners. Or 205-582-9216. Susan Brignett is the owner. Susan is there today. She'll answer the phone. Free consultation. Dr. Don Mancuso is the MD who services all the people. And whether it's weight loss or skin care, Botox, laser treatment, uh, they do it all. And the thing is, they sit down and, and you talk it out. This is what I want to get done. This is what it's going to take, et cetera, et cetera. And they always have deals, too. Um, where you can get coupons and things of that nature. But but let me say this, too, and I say it every week. It's not for just the ladies. Guys, it's for men, too, because when I go in, a lot of men are coming out, getting facial treatments and that sort of thing. They look younger. They look better. And what can I tell you? When you look younger and better, good things are happening, guys. So check out mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Talk to you next week, guys. All right, buddy. All right. All right, Dad, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. If you have a, a problem and you've had an injury that you feel like was unwanted, not needed, shouldn't have happened, then Prince Glover and Hayes are the people to visit with. Three four five one two three four. They've been very successful throughout uh, their career. They will represent you in the right way. They know the law. They know the changes in the law. They'll visit with you on telephone. You'll decide whether you need to go further with the problem that you have, and if you do, you'll go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them. And during that period of time, um, they will really represent you very, very good. So Prince Glover and Hayes, people that have been on our show for a long time, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully uh, you won't need this problem, but if you do, 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. And always remember, if they don't win, then you don't pay. Let's Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on University Boulevard at Crescent Ridge Road with delays. McFarland heavy at Lurleen, Lurleen heavy southbound into downtown. If you see other conditions, give me a call. These are super offers from Towns of Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off. Select Nissans. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Join the flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker Room. Phone lines are wide open. You want to get in with us, 205-342-9904. I want to thank Tuscaloosa Toyota. 
uh, one of our great sponsors on inside the locker room. So we got to Skyland Boulevard. They got the great special going on right now. Buy three tires, get the fourth tire for a dollar. You go right to the website, tusklessatoyard.com. Look at the new inventory, the used inventory. You can schedule a service right there at the website, 3325 Skyland Boulevard. We look forward to Tostin, talking to Justin on Wednesday about all the great deals out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. All right, uh, guys, let's go ahead and uh, get to the Nick Saban clips there. Uh, I think Coach was a little frustrated, to be quite honest with you. Uh, by the way, his team finished the game. I think he felt like they played well the first half, but they can't, for some reason, put it together for four quarters, which eventually he knows will get them if they don't uh, make the improvement there. But he's happy to win, I'm sure. Here was Coach's opening comments after the 24-21 win over Arkansas. So um, I'll tell you, like I um, you know, told the team, it's great to win. It's great to be you know, where we are in the SEC relative to um, how we've progressed. Uh, but there's a difference between beating the other team and winning the game. And, um, you know, we played pretty well in the game up till 24 to 6, uh, which was about halfway through the third quarter. And then we didn't finish. Uh, we didn't, we got penalties. Uh, I mean, the whole momentum of the game is on the third down stop. Uh, we get a, a grabbing a guy by the face mask after the play, you know, which, you know, to me is, it's bad. I mean, you can say what you want. But, you know, a guy does that, he's putting himself ahead of, you know, what's best for the team and, um, you know, putting yourself in harm's way of having a chance to win. And then they go down the field and score. Uh, the momentum of the game changes. Uh, we go three and out on offense, you know, have a couple drop balls, uh, miss a couple throws, and not executing, not hitting on all cylinders, let the other team back in the game, but had the resilience to, you know, take the clock at the end of the game and not give them the ball back, which is really, I think, important uh, in the game. But hopefully we can learn how to beat the other team, not just win the game, but beat the other team, which means you got to play for 60 minutes, you got to execute, do your job, have discipline, do it one play at a time for 60 minutes in a game. Um, look, if we didn't have the intensity we needed in the second half, that's on me. It's my responsibility. I always get asked what the halftime message was, but obviously this one is not worth repeating, so why would we even talk about it? Uh, obviously it wasn't very good. So, um, But anyway, uh, we got a lot that we can learn from. Got a lot of respect for this team. I told this I told our team, I said, this is going to be a different kind of fight, right? Because, you know, Sam is an offensive line guy. He's a tough guy. He's a physical guy. And their team is going to keep fighting in the game, no matter what. They always do when they play us. So we, 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 we need to be ready for that. And uh, obviously didn't make that point as well as I needed to. Seems frustrated, Dad. Thoughts? I wonder if he, wonder if he talked to Enos before the game. Dan Enos? Yeah, where's Dan? Um, I think he's frustrated, but he, he and he's right. He's talking about the face mask after the play, but I'm surprised he hadn't gotten that Jermaine Burton running his mouth under control. That's going to cost him as well. Uh, maybe he'll address it uh, this week because uh, I just think Coach could get that stopped because I think it's going to eventually get him. But uh, those mistakes there, I think he he was glad they won, but not. 
happy the way they finished the game. Your officials thoughts? may officials may back off a little bit because of coach. Yeah. On things like that, they may not. They may be careful now. If he goes to a brand new crew in a playoff game, and there's the Southwest Conference crew there, Big Ten, you know, it might it might be different. But uh, I think with the SEC crew, that just because of him, they might back off Burton or just say to Burton, "Don't don't do that" or something. I don't know. I just cannot believe he's been continuing to. Uh, chirp uh, and coach hadn't and the receivers coach hadn't gotten that stop, but it's going to get them. Uh, mark my word, it will get them. Uh, they'll get a 15 yard penalty at the worst time uh, in the LSU game or possibly the Tennessee game uh, this weekend. 230 kick. Uh, Doug says Caesar says eight and a half. He come out at, came out at ten. Uh, ESPN has it at nine and a half. So Dad's uh, worried about the Alabama. I think the. The game last year, I think they'll be ready to play. I think the crowd should be pretty good uh, this this weekend. I think it'll be a pretty energetic stadium. Two thirty, yeah, will. Two thirty is a much better time than than eleven. So we'll see. It didn't look like there was anybody in that student section over there. It's just Sunday. not. It's just not the Tennessee and A and M crowd. <laughs> just not. Yeah. All right, we'll take this break and come back. And we'll wrap up the show and get out of the way for the Gary Harris show. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 northbound at Calusa Avenue with delays. Otherwise, traffic started to calm down around the area. If you do see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. These are super offers from Townsend Nissan. Two, four, six, eight, up to $10,000 off. Select Nissans. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A cool, breezy day today with a partly sunny sky, the high 62. Tonight, fair with the low at 44. Or tomorrow and Wednesday, sunny both days with a warming trend. The high tomorrow is 67, the high Wednesday at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 48 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament, Wimp Sanderson, gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide Back to Inside Locker Room. Alabama One. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Looking for the vehicle loan. We talked about that in the first hour. The mortgage, the credit cards, whatever you need. They got great deals over at Alabama One. They'll take great care of you. They'll sit down and find the best deal possible for you. So go to the website or swing by any one of the branches here in the Norport, Tuscaloosa area, really throughout the state. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Look forward to talking to Mike Brown on Friday. All right, uh, Ned, what does uh, Alabama, you'll hear Nick Saban today at noon. He'll quickly recap uh, the, the last game, and then he'll start turning his attention towards uh, Tennessee. How much does he use last year's game in preparation for his team this week? I'd say to some degree, you know, he'll use it with he'll use it with, with them in the, in the locker room a lot. And I think it's... Uh, I think it's a difficult game. I, I don't know that Tennessee's going to play as hard as they played against A&M. But if they do and play as well as they do, as hard as they have defensively, or much better than they've done, I think it's going to be a tough game. 
Yeah, so game 230, uh, CBS. Uh, so I guess Gary Daniels going to be calling uh, yeah, this game. And I'm like yeah. you, I, I enjoy uh, listening to Gary Danielson. Um, what can they do with this line? I hear some people say they have got to leave a back end to chip for this left tackle. He just continues uh, to get beat. Uh, they keep getting Milro uh, sacked. Eventually, they're going to get him hurt. Uh, he's uh, but he's willing to stand in there and make the tough throws. Uh, what can they do to, to try to help this line uh, protect this quarterback? Well, they're going to have to, they're going to, have to change personnel a little bit <laughs> uh, if they find anybody to play or get their attention. I, I think, you know, coach the guys that you have, and, and if their footwork is wrong and their ability to block is wrong, just try to get that straightened out with the guys who you feel like were the best players to start with. But if that that continues, you know. Through, you know, everybody needs to understand what's what's wrong with them and and correct it. So it's it, it ain't it ain't easy to correct. But uh, your players can correct it if they if they work at it, understand what they need to do. So the offensive line, uh, uh, the one thing that Tennessee's going to do, they're going they're going to come after him. Uh, this is going to be unlike I think unlike any Tennessee team that you've seen defensively in a while. I think he's turned it over this, to this defensive guy and, and letting him go, so we'll see. All right, the other games real quick. 11 o'clock, Mississippi State, Arkansas, both looking for their first SEC win. Uh, South Carolina, uh, Shane Beamer starting to get a little bit of heat over there about how poorly their defense is playing. Uh, they're 1-3 in the SEC. They go to Missouri, uh, which I'm surprised at this line. Dad. Missouri's only a seven-point favorite. Uh, that doesn't look right to me, so I would – uh, I would go Missouri heavy in that game. Ole Miss, it goes to Auburn, 6 o'clock. Uh, ESPN, Ole Miss, a six-point favorite there. And then LSU, who's had a pretty tough schedule so far. they got a break now. I think their schedule sure loosens up. They play Army uh, to, to this game. Troy beat Army. Yeah, and then they got a week off, and then they get uh, ready for Alabama. So uh, they can get healthy. They could be a problem coming in here. I know Alabama's off that week as well. So that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. We'll make way for the Gary Harris Show. You're listening to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.